Chaos and control. Shattered, crushed, under control. Arranged pieces lie still on the floor, flat, lifeless, but lethal. Sharp bits of chaos beneath my steps. My feet stand on glass, but I am breathing. Inhale and exhale as if nothing is broken. Scattered edges cut invisible strings. I bleed from my ego out of control. I feel the shards of pain pulse in my veins, a million pieces of chaos untamed. Inhale and exhale as if nothing changed. Welcome to the Memento Mori Lab podcast. I'm Myra, your host and aspiring creative friend. The episode today is all about our control, or lack thereof, among the chaos that surrounds us. At first, this episode was only going to be about the chaos because, well, 2020. But the more I thought about chaos and our perception of reality, the more it seemed attached to our lack of control. When our lives are chaotic, it feels like a snowball effect of everything getting worse and we feel like we are losing control. Like in those movie scenes, the hero is hanging off a cliff and each finger is slowly given out. Chaos is everywhere we look. It's in the kitchen sink and the pile of unwashed dishes in the dryer that serves as the closet for last week's wash, in our endless to-do lists that keep getting bigger, in our unfinished projects, and in all that feels undone. It's outside and inside of our homes, and inside our minds. I sound like a Zen master, but not quite. If you are human, chances are you have thousands of thoughts a day. Though we don't fully register many of them, they still weigh heavy on our minds. There's never a dull moment, is there? As soon as something feels remotely like boredom, we immediately reach for our phones to distract ourselves. Somewhere along the lines, we learned that distraction was a great way to avoid living with ourselves or pretending to have control over our chaotic lives. Without a quiet moment in sight, we end up registering the thoughts that are as chaotic as the outside world, while feelings and more profound reflections remain silenced. And to make sure we don't have time for ourselves, we actively invite more chaos into our lives. We make up scenarios and stories in our minds of things that could have happened in the past that would make a huge difference today. And we make up other scenarios of what could happen tomorrow, the day after that, or 20 days from now, hoping to escape the current mess, but actually just inviting more chaos in. With that in mind, let's go to a poem. 
a mess. The house is a mess. My hopes are everywhere. Cans, notes and crumpled paper cover my steps on the ground. I looked for answers only to find more questions. The more I search, the less I find. Promises faded into past. The trajectory sturdy and strong until I went off the rails. How can I get back on the horse? All mixed metaphors, blurred finish lines. Am I the mess inside this house? Instead of searching for quiet moments, our chaotic lives always demand more, more, more. What we have isn't enough, we need to buy more stuff. What we do isn't enough, we need to do more. Who we are isn't enough, we need to be more. And what's interesting is that it creates momentum, like the snowball I mentioned. You know, when things are bad, they keep getting worse and worse. It feels like it will never end. The house gets messy, the dishes pile up, and it seems to get messier by the second until maybe we reach our threshold and we start cleaning. Think about it. When we walk into a room, like a very organized and clean room, we will most likely try not to disrupt it too much. When we organize our drawer, we try to keep it that way for as long as possible. Sometimes it's about half the day, but still, we make an effort. But when things are messy and chaotic, it's like, meh, whatever, I'll throw things inside the drawer, I will put yet another dish on the pile, you know what I mean? Maybe when things get too fucked up, we feel like we have lost complete control over it. The mess has a life of its own. The chaos is now a living thing, stronger than us. We get tired of fighting the beast and we let go. Our thoughts run wild like children when recess starts and we run back to the distractions. I have a closet in my house where I put the vacuum, some tools and gym stuff and some boxes. At first, I just put the boxes I wanted to keep, like the TV box and other things like that, a long time ago. Then, as I buy things online, they arrive in boxes, and these boxes also started going to that closet. One box at a time, and living through a pandemic, that closet is now filled with boxes up to the ceiling. Not a super high ceiling, but still, it's up there. If I had broken them down, I don't know if that's the term for a box, but anyway, if I had flattened them before putting them there, the situation would be much different. Or better yet, if I had recycled them as soon as they arrived, there wouldn't be a situation. I actually just dealt with that closet today, but I think it's a perfect analogy to how we deal with our thoughts, feelings and our chaotic lives, isn't it? Instead of addressing things as they come or making decisions right away, we find the easiest way to get rid of that thought or feeling in the moment. At first, we feel fully in control, so we choose the path of least resistance. Then, control slowly slips away and we feel like the only solution is to 
keep shoving them inside their closet. As they pile up, control proportionally escapes us. It becomes this inside clutter and it leaves no room for new things. Let's say something good happens, the inside will register it for a second, but it won't have space for that. There are too many boxes already. And we say to ourselves, everything is okay, it's fine, it's under control. So let's go to another poem. Look around. I look around, searching for more. But every room is a reflection of myself, with piles of dust and sorrow, each one abandoned and full, filled with scrambled words that never come, fragments of thought that don't add up. I find no peace with my eyes closed. I see nothing but chaos once they open. The tears run clear lines down my cheeks and stain my thoughts and the list in my hands, waiting to be done, never to be finished. I wake up to another day, to the same weight. All the chaos of the world, our internal storms and the lack of control add up to feeling helpless and powerless, isn't it? At the mercy of chance, hoping that piece of domino will not fall over and knock all the others down. I wanted to talk about this because I think so many of us struggle with these feelings, thoughts and the external and internal chaos in general. It makes it so much harder to just sit with our creativity and do something we enjoy. There's no room for it. Maybe most of the cluttered thoughts, painful feelings, chaotic pandemic boils down to control. If not most, at least some. We have this need to be in control and to have control over things, over outcomes, what people think about us and so many other things. We want to control the future, so we overthink everything, trying to make sure the outcome will be what we want it to be. We are perfectionists, so that we can make sure people will have nothing bad to say about our work, as we talked about in the perfectionism episode. I think that Brene Brown says that people-pleasing is another way of trying to control what people think of us, control the narrative, so they don't have anything bad to say. As a people pleaser myself, I think that is part of the issue for sure, along with the belief that love is conditional, but that's a whole nother topic. As we rethink our past over and over and overthink our future, we try to have some sense of control over it. Maybe we think that if we can think of every possible problem, we will be able to avoid them all, and we keep living in chaos. Shout out to another Offspring song, proving to us that we have no control. Or perhaps the chaos keeps confirming our thoughts, so we feel we were right. Either way, it seems that our response is to try even harder to control everything. Even if that means shutting ourselves down and distracting ourselves so that we don't think about the chaos. I don't know if I'm making much sense today, but I do hope you get something out of this. 
Anyway, I'm not a religious person, nor am I in a recovery program, but we've all heard the serenity prayer before, right? Quote, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. End quote. Discerning between what we can and cannot control is crucial to our human experience. Especially considering that most of us are just looking for our ray of sunshine, you know? We were all just looking for moments of joy in this chaotic world. And here I go with my YouTube philosophy knowledge. One of the philosophies that can help us find more happiness and live better with ourselves is Stoicism. I've talked about it before and I really, and I really like some of the thoughts within this philosophy. I know this sounds a bit counterintuitive because in our minds a Stoic has no emotion. But maybe it's not that simple. Epictetus talks about what is in our power and what isn't. For example, he says that our thoughts, emotions, choices and desires are all in our control. While death, disease, poverty, body, reputation, possessions are not entirely under our control. Obviously, everything is up for debate, but what I understand from that is this. Every outcome, everything external, is not entirely in our control. We can try our best to get rich and build a reputation and so on, but even if we get, quote-unquote, there, it's not truly ours. It can go away in a second. Something horrible outside of our control can happen and we can lose everything. Right? I mean, it's not like the person working the hardest is always the one that's most rewarded. But what is in our control is how we interpret these things, our thoughts, the actions we take and everything intrinsic. Everything that starts from within is up to us and only up to us. Like, I can pick up a ball and I can throw it. That's entirely up to me. Whether it hits the target, it's a different story with many variables. Otherwise, a basketball player would never miss a free throw. Is it called free throw? I don't know. Ballet dancers would never miss a step, you know, and writers would only write bestsellers. I can pick up the pencil and make lines on a paper. That action is up to me. But whether it's a good drawing for you, it's outside of my control. Does that make sense? I can try my best, I can practice and practice and practice, and I can still make a wrong line. When we fully realize what we can and can't control, a mind switch goes off and eliminates some of the mental clutter. The chaos in the world will still be there. It will always be there. But it doesn't have to come in. And look, I know the Stoics are a bit extreme, and at least to me, it's nearly impossible to achieve that unconditional acceptance of everything beyond my control. But maybe we can find some peace and joy in our lives and creative processes by being a little bit more Stoic. Here is a quote from Seneca, one of the famous Stoic philosophers. Quote, Wild animals run from the dangers they actually see, and once they've escaped, they worry no more. We, however, are tormented alike by what is past and what is to come. 
end quote. Understanding that we cannot control any outcome, but can control our thoughts, actions and desires can lead us to so much more happiness. If not happiness, because that's a bit of an extreme word in this current time that we're living in, at least some peace of mind. Like anything in life, there isn't a flip switch to make us feel like that, but often bringing it to the forefront of our minds will instill a bit of it within us. You know, like just thinking about it for a little while and considering that, oh, okay, maybe that's not under my control, so what can I control in this situation? Just that thought, even though you don't fully quote-unquote believe it, can help, you know? It's hard for us to let go of this urge to control everything. Maybe Taoism can help. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's how I pronounce it, I guess. <laughs> Here is a quote from Lao Tzu. Quote, If you realize that all things change, there is nothing you will try to hold on to. End quote. As a control freak trying to change, I think I could go on about this topic for a while. There are so many things I wish I could control in my life, my creative process, my outcomes, but I can't. And as I start to accept that, even if it's just on a surface level, things do seem a little bit lighter. Not a lot, but every little bit helps, you know. What is it that you wish you could control? What are you realizing that you cannot? Hit me up on Instagram at memenda.mori.lab and let's talk about it. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. It really does help a lot. And let's listen to a reverse haiku before we leave. Tomorrow turns yesterday. I'm stuck on today with uncontrolled ticking clocks. As always, thanks for hanging around till the end. See ya!